0: This is a journey in faith, food, and fitness. You're listening to The Man of Fit Podcast. Is sports specialization really that bad? Are parents projecting their dreams on their child? Why you should always set and maintain priorities through childhood. Come, listen, and join the discussion. The Man of Fit Podcast.
1: Good morning, and welcome to the Man and Fit Pat Podcast. My name's Jay, I'm your host, and I'm here with my good friend, Jesse Rowling. Jesse, you there? I hear you.
0: I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here.
1: Welcome. Well, today we've got a little bit of a different topic. Um, we're going to be kind of discussing the differences in uh, sports specialization, because uh, in our culture, or well, actually today we've got, The World Cup that's coming in and uh, we're starting to see more and more of the soccer world starting to raise its head in advertisement and trying to encourage people to prepare for the World Cup. Don't know how well they're going to do, but it does lead to one of the most commonly played um, sports for kids under the age of eight.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you, your son's playing it right now, huh? Yep. I mean, he's playing it. It's just super
1: common. It just runs a lot of energy out of those kids. And it's all you got to do is be able to run, kick a ball, and they don't allow certain things like headers, side tackles. And so it doesn't really provide that much of a uh, hazard. But what's really interesting that I find is there's a lot of focus on club sports and travel teams. And there are club travel teams for baseball, football, basketball, tennis, you name it, but they're trying to sit here and get that to be a younger generation and, and to sit here and, I guess, make them, they're trying to push the sport so that the sport can grow and adapt.
0: Do you think it that's what it is? Like, it's just a pushing of the sport? Um, or do you think it's um, more derived from parents themselves looking at these outlier of athletes like Michael Jordan, um, who Tiger Woods, um, these outlier athletes who at a very, very early age um, kind of... Have, Gravitated and went all into kind of one sport to be "quote unquote" the best, Um, and then you know even in you know we we think about or at least I think about right the most prestigious sporting event out there is the Olympics, right? Okay, it has everything incorporating into it where we add new new uh, sports um, every few years to it um, to keep up with what's the most trending sport and what's kind of fallen behind. But, um, you know, it used to be an amateur thing, but now over the course of the past 40, 50 years, like it became more of a um, professional dominant thing to the Mm -hmm. point that kids, especially in, in other cultures are being groomed from, you know, an early, early age, if they show any athletic ability um, to be the best and bring home the gold for their, for their respective country. Um, So I I just wonder how much it is just our culture pushing it to bring awareness to the sport versus like a um, kind of inner house uh, kind of pushing to be the best
1: yeah I, I think I think there's a lot of things that it can fall under um, because i i I think that sports specialization is kind of unique in, in the sense of that it's derived from like an entertainment perspective um, because there's not a whole lot of like community progression when it comes to Sports specialization. We're not pushing the healthcare field. We're not uh, challenging the engineers to solve different problems in the sense it's, I mean, sports is entertainment. And so, um, sports in a way sits here and is an easy way uh, to get people to sit here and become passionate about because it's not, there's not a whole lot of high critical thinking that has to happen. All you have to do is have an opinion as a viewer and sit here and be able to say, I agree with the referee or I agree with the, how the sport runs. And Mm. I appreciate the interaction between the the teams. And I think the storyline is good. And what I mean by that is um, take baseball. For example, baseball is kind of winding down. We're in the world series, the Phillies versus the Astros which the Mm -hmm. Astros are now like the new Yankees. Everybody's irritated at them after they sat here and um, cheated and was punished. Whether you agree with the punishment or not, they did it. And so they're back in the World Series, so you arguably have some talent there. But the Yankees were making a run with Aaron Judge having breaking one of a great record for all-time home runs hit in a single regular season in the American League. At 62, and then they absolutely bottomed out and didn't go anywhere after that. And so the uh, quote like bandwagon was really excited to watch the Yankees like go on, but they literally dropped. I want to say they I don't I think they may have won one game against the Astros before mm-hmm. the World Series, and it was like you had this great storyline, and then there was nothing. And then now you get the World Series. And so I think there's a lot of different things. But when you're talking about like kids and you're talking about specialization from the perspective of can it be done, I think it can be. Um, and I think that it, it's something that is based that's often abused by the misunderstanding of the human body and like the psychology of children from the adults Mm -hmm. and that's where sports specialization really focuses on the sense of like, Oh, well, that's a really bad thing. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that.
0: I find Well, one, I find that interesting um, (laughs) that you don't agree with that Um, Two, I uh, think the example of the Yankees was actually a pretty good example um, because you know, when it comes to, sports, especially when you get around playoffs times, it's all about peaking at the right moment, right? So it's about um, being at your best when you need to be at your best. And uh, interesting enough, um, and let me find it here. Um, I want to tell you exactly. It's from the Orthopedic Journal. Um. Of sports medicine, they did a study in 2020. And essentially, what they did or what they found is that um, athletes between the ages of seven and 18, uh, particularly female athletes, um, are at a higher risk for overuse injuries if they specialize in a single sport. Uh, similarly, those athletes who end up training for a sport. Uh, for more hours a week than their actual age um, end up leading to um, basically two times greater factor of having like an overuse injury or, or like mental burnout, stuff like that. Um, and so one of the things that um, the NATA, which is the National Athletic Training Association, which Jay's well aware of, um, I, you know, he used to be a certified athletic trainer. Um, I'm still a certified athletic trainer and um, basically what they recommend is that you need to delay specialization in a single sport until uh, the adolescent at least reaches uh, puberty, but really until they reach, um, which is a quotation because it's different for everybody, but a kind of a age of uh, mental and physical like. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean growth maturity maturity is that's the word I'm looking for um so um i mean i i from a perspective like i i guess I definitely can see the point where specialization is important, but also from a perspective, I can see a point where it is um way too much, and I think a lot of times we have to realize um that kids want to have fun they want Mm -hmm. to um be a part of uh things that their their parents are a part of and so if a parent is like fully invested in like a sport like the cowboys or something like that then you see that the the child gets fully invested in that and all they want to do is please the parent
1: Mm -hmm. and so a Mm -hmm. lot a
0: lot of times especially you know in in america where we all want to be professional athletes our superstars our the elite of the elite we try to live those dreams out through our kids and try to push our kids to that point uh which really all the kid wants to do is um spend time with you yeah but that's where you want to spend your time so they spend their time there yeah. So so I think it's a very, very fine line that we have to consider. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, biologically, I think it's a very fine line that we have to consider. And that's where I agree with like the Journal of Orthopedic Sports Medicine. And I agree with the NATA that you need to be older before you actively specialize um, into sports. However, the comical thing is, is that the world's not listening. And um, when you look at, <clears throat> I don't know, you could go on to uh, all sor- social media platforms and find kids and travel teams that are well under the age of uh, biological maturity. And mm-hmm. then you can also find uh, all companies, uh, well, not all companies, but quite a few different companies that are now reaching down into younger and younger ages to sit here and create this company,
0: company meaning uh, like organization professional organizations or companies meaning like just like sponsorships um probably both
1: i mean okay. you can easily get a equipment sponsorship at a young age to sit here sure. and do advertisements as you go and participate in your little league or you consider and be photographed with your equipment so that you can be posted on social media. And so the world's not really listening to uh, specialization. Mm-hmm. And while I do think that it can be done, the world does not have an understanding of what is needed uh, for children and for specialization. And I don't believe that they have a full understanding of how it's to be done. Um, so, so.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I completely agree. I think we're wrapped up into, like we kind of talked about, this mindset that, um, you know, if we want our child to get ahead, um, especially, especially with this stupid past law of the NIL deals that now college athletes basically get paid for playing a sport in college on top of getting their education paid for, which I think is ridiculous if I'm gonna be completely honest. Um but like it just stems like you said that kids are gonna be less likely to play a different sport in school if at high school or in junior high they're getting are getting looked at by colleges for basketball, baseball, football like they're not going to go risk if they're a pitcher, right? Which most pitcher, like high level pitchers, end up being a, a quarterback and in, in on their football team in high school. Like if that pitcher is has a chance of going pro right out out of high school, he's not going to want to go play football and risk injuring his uh, shoulder or or vert. But count- as, but, but as a
1: child, he may want to play football. All of his friends might be playing right. football, but, but his. Right. His namesake, his likeness, his his biological maturity level might be just what everybody's looking for for baseball, but he may just want to be hanging out with his friends on the basketball court or the football court. or Yeah. For court.
0: You know, I found it very interesting um, when I was doing the research. Um, I already had opinions on this, so I didn't like dive too deep down the rabbit hole, but I did kind of look at um, – the respective fields from a, like, you know, athletic training and then sports physical therapy um, kind of look at those respective fields on, on their thoughts on the subject. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about the athletic training side, but from a PT side, uh, you know, I came across basically this statement saying that uh, parents and educators need to provide opportunities for free unstructured Unstructured play to improve motor skill development and encourage youth to participate in a variety of sports during their growing years to influence the development of di- diverse motor skills. Now, from a physical therapist, a uh, physical therapy mindset that is pure PT talking right there where it's like where we want to see the motor skills develop. We want to see just overall functional development, um, which is, which is true. We want to see that. Um, but I want to point out the, the very beginning where it says the opportunities for free unstructured play. Um, because I mean, that was everything we talked about last week about yeah. um, play versus um, study, but play versus like organized play versus like, Um, Just spontaneous play and really you see it here again that this unstructured, just go out, have fun is one within the developmental mindset and maturity of a growing adolescent, um, but um, is very key to overall um, skill level in sports and in sport development. Um, So I thought that was really interesting to come across that after our, our discussions last week.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's a great point in the sense of that it's unstructured play and it's the freedom of the individual to explore and find what they enjoy. And as they find what they enjoy, ultimately the nature of the courts is they start spending more time around what they enjoy. And Mm -hmm. if that's around a specific sport, guess what? That's called specialization. And so <laughs> that's the natural way of doing it. And what I think right now is, in, in my opinion, I think what's happening is sports specialization is actually poor parental mindset, not actual mm. childhood's passions failure or biological failure either. I think it's the parental and um, organizational mindset of like, how, how much can we sit here and push the talent to Mm -hmm. what degree or the parental mindset is how much can I sit here and focus on the aspect of winning and achieving a goal. And like you said, most parents want to live their failures through the success of their child. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's been through the ages. Um, That's not something that's new. That's not something that's different. That's, that's going to continue past you and I, but Mm -hmm. the mindset of the actual game in the sense of, We've got to win the game or we have to be on the right team. That's where the mindset's wrong. Um, Whereas if you take the mindset of a similar situation of like, hey, we're going to go participate in this organized activity of we're going to go play baseball. But you don't care who wins. You don't care who loses. You care about health. You care about enjoyment, you care about development of social relationships, and you development of a new skill, that's great. And if it's something that the child Mm. wants to spend time with you in and you also enjoy it, yes, you can create it more of like a routine. You have to keep the the same mindsets and the same goals that are more holistic for the child, not holistic for the parent. And that's where they're getting mixed up is because the parents are saying, hey, we've got to have the understanding that you win or you lose. And, I, and I'm and i not for the whole premise of like everybody deserves a participation trophy either. Hmm. But if you are only hammering in the premise of you need to win or you need to hit a home run or you need to sit here and score a touchdown or you need to score a goal, well, then you're putting that perspective in a goal-oriented mindset that only has a singular outcome. And you're not focused on what sport was actually designed for, which is physical activity. It is for the body to sit here and expend energy to learn a new skill, to learn a different way of doing things, to continue to main, maintain healthy, strong muscles, a good cardiovascular system. And on top of that, it keeps your psyche better. It sits here and provides a social outlet, and it provides a social um, outsource for both parents and for child. And then if later down the line, it continues down that same sport by desire of the child, then that specialization is absolutely wonderful. But that's never going to happen because of all the other factors that are both cultural, parental, and organizational, and the child is the one that suffers.
0: Welcome back to the ManFit Podcast. Um, we just finished, uh, kind of really diving into kind of what has been out there, what has been on our minds from a, um, I guess from a professional sense about how sports specialization um, one is can be detrimental to um, growing adolescents, um, but. As Jay kind of was was speaking to at the end, you know it, it maybe it's less about the adolescents and maybe more about the parents. so the question becomes then is there is there a sense where sports specialization actually can be um perceived or performed in a way that is healthy for a adolescent and a growing teenager? Um, without uh, leading to issues down the road?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I honestly think that it can be done, but I don't believe that the parents, nor do I think the medical industry as a whole – has enough of an understanding on all the diversification of the characteristics of a young mind and body that can adequately like make it safe. Yet That's not going to sit here and stop people. That's not going to sit here and stop groups from trying to find it. And I don't necessarily think that that's a reason to stop. Like because you don't know, doesn't mean you shouldn't learn.
0: So my, my question would then be, is that, um what was the whole purpose of sports specialization? Like why why are people like, ooh, let's specialize. Like um what is the what's the point of that? Entertainment. That's you got organizations that are just but trying I But I don't think it is about entertainment. I think that's what's coming down to it. I know you talked about that like entertainment, but I think that's from the outside in. Like, I don't think a kid goes out and is like, I want to specialize in, sport the perspective the kid. Okay. in a sport just to specialize in a sport because that's entertaining. Like, I like and I don't think a parent, you know, in, in and of themselves, even as much as they love a sport, is going to necessarily push their kid just to specialize in a, a sport for their own entertainment. Like, I think there's something like there that is why people specialize in a sport um is to be like the best, to be go pro, to, to make a living for the family, something like that, right? That's probably yeah. more more of the baseline of why that's happening. So let's think about this from, from our perspective. Like, yes, take away the fact that we're mature, um or we're supposed to be mature, um <laughs> adults. Let's take away that fact, but like think about Think about um, college, right? Okay. We we went into college um, at, you know, 18, 19 years old, right? Okay. And was like, I'm going to do this career. I'm going to set my path down this line for this career. And essentially all we did was specialize in physical therapy or roundabout way that, right? right? So like how much of business, marketing, um, economics, do you you relatively know um, compared to how much do you know with physical therapy?
1: Yeah, far less.
0: Yeah, but you're a successful physical therapist, and we have to do that in order to be successful at what we do. Yes, so it's like human beings, you have to do that. Yeah, so so I think the argument it becomes is like we need to look at an adolescent and realize you know is this person capable of actually becoming like a top performer in their craft
1: yeah being real if, about the situation
0: yeah not, and if not they not
1: can just are like portraying yourself onto them yes no right. i agree Keep going. And if
0: and if they can then why shouldn't we foster that yeah agreed like but i yeah, but I think there is rules that should be in place, like guidelines that should be there. Like maybe they don't do organized football if they're a five star pitcher, but if they go out and play touch football with their friends in the backyard, like well,
1: I, I I've I've got I've got an interesting um perspective for you. So one of my individuals that I worked with was a umpire. Okay. Okay. And so he went to umpiring class, umpiring school, umpiring licensure. What, what, whatever you want to do. He, he did that, and he uh, wanted to do uh, high school. And he was sure. umpiring for high school. And so he was talking about it, and he is like, I was like, oh, so you, you played, you played baseball. And he goes, no. I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, so how do you feel like you're, you're adequately ready for, for the, for the sport? And he goes, well, they give, they like, I enjoy baseball. I enjoy watching baseball and I've picked up this love since my grandkids started participating in it. And I was like, Oh, okay, here's our, here's our cue. Here's our key. Here's how we got into it. That's cool. But still the experience is lacking from there. And so, He sat here and he was like, yeah, they taught me all these rules and I really try my best to understand these rules. And I was like, but how do you feel like you make up that time? And he goes, well, I intentionally watch sports. And so you were talking about how whenever we look at kids – it's like you shouldn't be playing every weekend or you shouldn't mm-hmm. be playing in every possible league for that. Well, there are other ways of creating a culture of learning that doesn't sit here and put the body at risk. Mm-hmm. So there are reasons why professionals have off seasons mm-hmm. and they do have off time. And mm-hmm. yes, there are going to be times in which they have a press schedules and they have a lot of physical activity, but there are ways that you can fill that, that space or that void with a culture of learning that makes up for the time and you don't have to put your body at risk all the time in sport mm-hmm. to learn sport. And that's what they're saying. I mean, this is very common knowledge in football. You have a football game once a week and then you watch film. And what's mm-hmm. the purpose of film? The, fir- the purpose of film is to educate you. The purpose of film is for you to learn something about the game that you didn't already know without placing your body at physical risk, while you can place the body at physical rest. And so whenever you look at that, let's say you may think that this child has the ability to be the next Ronaldo or the next Tom Brady or the next Nolan Ryan or what have you that doesn't give you permission to sit here and take that child and put them in that sport in the game for year round in an mm-hmm. immature body. Now, okay, you really th- really, honestly think that your child's the next elite athlete. Well, why don't you learn on different ways and different uh, environments that the child can learn about the sport without actively putting his body at risk or his, his psychological distress at risk or even worse, imposing himself just to please you and not actually even caring about the sport.
0: You yeah, know? no, I mean, I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's well said. You know, the, the thing that jumped into my mind while you were saying that was for whatever reason, I started thinking about um, chess prodigies, right? And like a lot of chess prodigies, we say, we find out at like age 12 or 13, like they become a grandmaster really, really young in their life. Uh Right. And so, but we don't chastise them for um, sitting there and playing chess or studying chess all day. But no. then we go, we go around and we do that for um, a kid who plays baseball, basketball, soccer, uh, you name it all day. And the the real reason being is one is physical. The other is more mental being right. So we say that that prodigy is more mature. For their age, like all that, because they're training their mind. So maybe it is less about like letting their bodies kind of grow and developing skills around the sport, um, but not every day. But then let their mind grow and, and understanding that, you know, one of my favorite basketball players, Steve Nash. He was a he was a soccer player growing up, and then became a Do professional you know, play hockey. Maybe. I don't remember. I just remember soccer because I like soccer. But um, he was a pretty pretty good soccer player growing up, and he decided uh, to go play NBA or whatever. But he's one of the best point guards around because he could foresee a place before it happened, which is something like you learn in soccer. You learn to read the field, read the players, and read the situation before it happens. And so he was just able to get into the right positions and pass the ball in the right positions because he, he could see it happen beforehand and he cries that to, to soccer. So it it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, he played soccer. I mean, it just so happens to be that he did, but like, say you have a kid like we were talking about who um, wants to be a basketball player, but, Instead of putting him in soccer or whatever, like he just studies different sports to understand different sports of how different sports act. Like, you know, there's ways I think around this that that don't involve traveling every weekend, that don't involve um, working every day. To do this, but still let it happen. You know, I know multiple kids, I know multiple people who, because of like certain uh, elements that they had, were only able to play certain sports. So by default, they were forced into specializations of certain sports. Um, but that doesn't mean they did, but they all also year- had off seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean they played all year round, you know, they did other stuff. Like they might have still be a part of the football team, but they weren't playing football. They could have been the equipment manager. Um, they could have been, you know, athlete training student to help out. Like, um, there's different means to, to allow your kid to, um, kind of focus on one area, but not, um, not, Overdo in one area. Yeah. And really when it comes down to specialization, like the NATA defines specialization as if you're participating in a sport for eight months out of the year. So that's yeah. still four, four months out of the year that you're in off season essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you know, just like in professional off season, like those players, I think LeBron James, right. Pickleball is becoming really big, in the United States. It's been around, but apparently United States decide, hey, we want to be on a pickleball crate. Um, so LeBron James and some professional athletes went out and just dilly dowdied with pickleball over the summer. Like yeah. just to just to get away from what they know and just still stay in shape. So there's and ways to learn- have yeah there's ways to have fun without it, just playing that sport all all day every day. Um, and you see that all the time. you know Derek Carr, who is not my favorite quarterback, um, but I do respect the man, um, has a quote saying that if there was a game on Sunday as a kid, we always told my traveling coach I am not going to be there. I'm going to be at church. Uh, they being his parents made the priorities. Um, the prior made the priorities and it worked for me i made it to the nfl so all these moms and dads that say no we have to go to your games at eight years old you know it's okay to miss one if you made it this far into the episode thank you so much for your support Uh, I hope you're really enjoying the content so far. We are excited to announce another giveaway to kick off season two. Um, We are giving away Dr. Myron Roll's book, uh, the 2% way Dr. Roll is an ex NFL athlete turned neurosurgeon and credits his success to the philosophy of making small improvements each day. In order to enter the giveaway, all you have to do is follow and join the benefit podcast group on Facebook, then leave a review on your perform streaming platform. You can find further details in the show notes below or on Facebook. Now, back to the episode.
1: Well, friends and fam, thank you for joining us today. And uh, I hope you uh, kind of enjoyed the difference of topic and but jesse and i are kind of winding down and really want to kind of make a point that specialization is something that you really should take into consideration of being careful with um and that there's so much in the world that a, a child needs to explore and learn and sit here and develop in that sport is just a single avenue and greatness can be found in multiple different corners and Mm -hmm. um, greatness. If it is true greatness, greatness will always come out. Um, So don't sit here and necessarily force greatness. And um,
0: yeah. 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 I mean, there's no, no one way to skin a cat. Um, So even if, you know, generalization of sports isn't the best for your child and you think specialization of sport is the best, be mindful of it. Um, Don't, you know, wear them down at the age of eight um, where we have, you know, multiple kids nowadays. It seems like it's becoming more apparent that kids are having overuse tendon issues at a very, very young age and they just feel like they can't stop playing because of pressures around them, you know, Flowers grow, flowers die with suppression, flowers die with overwatering. So we need to understand that our children are delicate flowers that are blooming and we need to water them with love, with care, with nurturing um, to allow them to blossom when they're meant to blossom.
1: Yes, when they're meant to blossom, not when we think they should blossom. So, um, yeah, thank you for that, Jesse. I I, I I, really, really agree. Um, so, everyone, um, follow us on our socials. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, if you have other thoughts of sports specialization or want to learn more about it uh, from our opinion, you can hit us up at manifit. Uh, 22 at gmail.com. Um, but until then may God bless you and keep you. And thank you for listening. Have a good one.
0: Thanks for listening to the ManFit podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Manifet podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we continue to tackle youth participation in sports, focusing on age and weightlifting.